It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football to the Max podcast. I am your host, Randy Isbell. With me, as always, Mike Mitchell. And Mike, going into week three, there is only one thing that we know for certain, and that is that you and I are healthier than 60% of the running backs in the NFL. Yeah, as, at least as far as we know. We don't have as good a doctors, maybe, as the NFL players do. But, uh, yeah, my bill of health appears to be a lot better than, say, a... Adrian Peterson or a Amir Abdullah. Absolutely. So that's what we are here for is to help you get ready for week three in the NFL and try to help fill those voids here in that position as well as all of the others as we break down all 16 games for week three. It's going to be a tough task, but we are ready to go. Let's start with a Thursday night game. And, and speaking of injuries, we have a huge one here as the Houston Texans go to New England to play the Patriots, and it's looking like a third-string quarterback will be starting for New England, and they're still favored to win the game. Yeah, I am not sure about that. I mean, <clears throat> I guess they're giving them a lot of credit for playing at home, and assuming that, you know, Brissett is going to come in there and just pick up the reins where Garoppolo did and and perform at that same level. I don't quite feel so confident about it. And, you know, the, the lines are set in order to get action on both sides, not necessarily who Vegas thinks is going to win the game. So take that into account, too. But on a short week for a third-string quarterback, I'm not so sure how, how comfortable I feel about this game. Yeah, I'm the same way, and... and- but I have learned already this year, just do not bet against Bill Belichick. Uh, so who knows, Jake, uh, Jacoby Brissett could come out here and play extremely well against a very tough defense. 
I don't see it happening, but uh, I didn't think that they were going to do very well against Arizona either, and, and Garoppolo looked amazing. Uh, we'll see what happens with Rob Gronkowski. He is listed as questionable, and as far as, as the timing of this recording goes, uh, no official word has come down, but he may see some action tonight to at least give them an extra weapon. But speaking of those weapons, you know, Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, what does that do to your rankings for all of these fantasy options in New England? Well, I think it bumps down the way, obviously. Um, but I do feel like a lot, depending on whether or not Rob Gronkowski plays tonight, it could be a, a, a bump up for Martellus Bennett. And I still think that LeGarrette Blount is a is an auto start this week just because what else is, are they going to do? They're going to go – he is their bell cow right now in the backfield, and they're going to want to lean on the running game as much as they possibly can. And he's been very solid the first two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I love Martellus Bennett in this game. I love LeGarrette Blount, as you said. I think that in the little time that we saw Brissett in, in week two, you know – his average pass from scrimmage was one yard. I mean, he went about 90 yards in stats, but most of his passes went either behind the line of scrimmage or five yards deep. So that's what you're going to see tonight is a lot of dump-offs, a lot of quick passes, and a lot of running. Uh, another name to to think about, whether you want to start him or not, Julian Edelman, who is usually a starter, in fantasy at the wide receiver position could take a step back here with a third string quarterback but he also could be the quarterback as he is most likely going to be listed as the backup so how crazy would it be to start him and then all of a sudden have an extra quarterback on your team for a half yeah that would be interesting um I mean, I don't wish injury on anybody, but if something like that did happen, that would be a unique situation to be able to score points as a receiver and as a QB for two halves or however that works out. And we should also throw out there just for fun. I mean, I don't know that this is actually going to happen, but, you know, uh, is, is something wrong with James White? I'm just curious. I don't think so. James White was just the the pass catching back. Well, and that's you, and that's where I'm would, getting it. Yeah, yeah you would have thought he would have done a lot more uh, in this offense, but they just have tended to here in the first two games to you know really pound the ball and then stick to the tight end and wide receivers. So it's a very good question. Uh, possibly with a third string quarterback, you could see him get a lot more action, and he could be a sneaky play. Yeah, and that's kind of you know, where I'm getting at with this was was you know the the Patriots had the lead in the majority of their first two games, but what happens if Houston comes out and hangs up 14 on them early? Then you know a guy like James White could become an interesting play. But again, like you said, betting against the Patriots is a risky proposition at best, and it's just a name that that I, I i have a feeling could maybe get some action here if houston focuses on taking away legarrette blunt as best they can yeah, james white actually tied for third in receiving on the team but just 50 yards and has carried the ball a total of five times for 23 but again in a, in a game like this where you know houston is going to bring a lot of pressure having somebody like james white could definitely help uh on the houston side uh 
How do you think Brock Eisweiler will do here in a short week against a formidable Patriots defense? Well, the Patriots have been very good against the run, but they've been a little vulnerable against the pass. So I do think that there will be some opportunities um, for guys like DeAndre Hopkins to make some plays and obviously a Will Fuller. Um, Lamar Miller, I am a little bit sketchy on. I mean, I, I still have him rated pretty high because he is a dynamic back, but I don't have him in my top five this week just because I do think that the New England rushing defense is pretty solid. I, I love Lamar Miller this week. I think that Houston is going to want to control the clock, make no mistakes, uh, make this young third-string quarterback use the entire field, and they would rather you know, punt the ball a few times than make a, a, an interception and all of a sudden, you know, Brissett needs to score from the 20 and all of a sudden now he has momentum so I think they want to play a smart game on offense because they they feel like their defense is going to be able to control New England this is going to be a low scoring game and for the most part I I think I knocked down a lot of the fantasy options here other than the running backs but Lamar Miller is is a big play for me And, and so is the tight end so we'll get to those later but let's just get the pick skin pick them Real quick, Houston or New England? I'm not saying to bench Lamar Miller, and we'll come back to him, but uh, I I do feel like our ratings differ a little bit in our viewpoints Mm -hmm. on that. And uh, as for the game, I'm going to buck the Bronco one more time here. I'm going to take the Texans to beat the Patriots tonight. I I am too, and... (laughs) With that said, watch the Patriots go out and get the big win as yeah, they seem to do. Certainly a chance of regret here. And we did bring up, you know, the difference in our rankings. You can definitely check out those rankings at the W2Mnet.com website. Those should be up later today. Just some finishing touches going up on those. But you can see all of our rankings as long as, as well as Gary Vaughn's. As you can see the top 20 in quarterbacks, top 40 running backs and receivers, also some tight ends and defenses thrown out there for you. So any deeper questions that you have on any of those players, you can go find our rankings over on that website. Let's get to the Sunday games. My New York Jets go to Arrowhead for a tough matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams are 1-1. One and one. The Jets' offense has been very surprising you know, throw a lot of action going to all over the place. Matt Forte has been one of the top running backs out there. They have a three-headed monster now in the receiving game. Can they sustain this production? Well, I think maybe for another week, but their their schedule gets tough after this game against the Chiefs, which this is taking into account that the Chiefs' defense has not been all that great so far. But they do have the Seahawks, the Steelers, the Cardinals coming up after that. So that's a tough stretch of games there against some pretty good defenses. Um, So we'll have to see what happens here. And we should also throw out, you know, Brandon Marshall hasn't practiced at all this week with his knee injury. Now, some of that could be precautionary. But again, as we brought up, you know, last week, there is a chance here that that knee swells up after a few days. And there's a possibility that Marshall doesn't play. Yeah, I would like to think that this is just precautionary 
for the veteran receiver, obviously his timing with Ryan Fitzpatrick is is already on point. But definitely keep an eye on it on Sunday. If he does not play, then I believe Quinte Nunua is a must start as as he is really taken off in his role, catching almost every target going his way. On the Kansas City side, surprisingly, you know the passing game for Kansas City not too shabby. Two hundred and seventy-five yards a game so far this season. This has a a sneaky idea of a possible shootout as Kansas City defense, as you said, has not been what they have been lately. The Jets give up big plays, so are, are you seeing a possible shootout here? Well, we'll kind of have to wait and see what happens. I mean, I think some of that is skewed because of that game against the Chargers where Alex Smith basically had to throw the ball all over the field to try and get them back in that game. And they were shut down pretty significantly at Houston last week. So I'm not completely sold on it, but there is a chance that it could turn into a shootout just because that Kansas City defense has not been that impressive and it's almost making uh, the Chiefs into a team that's more balanced instead of a team that likes to run the ball 70% of the time. The other big question going into this game, Jamal Charles, uh, no word whether he will play or not. Coach Andy Reid saying that he is improving by the day and is just, just wants to get out there. If he does play... How much do you expect to see him? Because obviously they're not just going to throw him back out there, especially against a really tough Jets rush defense. Yeah, that's just it. I mean, they're playing against a team that that is very strong against the run, as they will be the following week against the Steelers. There's two really bad matchups there for a Jamal Charles to come back. Um, and they're playing it so close to the vest. The interesting thing I've I've – been uh, looking into was that Jamal Charles has been practicing mostly with the practice squad, which makes me lean towards maybe they're not going to play him this week, even though he's saying he's ready to go. Uh, I would think he would be taking some first-team snaps if he was actually going to see the field, but we'll have to wait and see. Pickskin Pick'em, Jets or Chiefs? I know it's a tough, tough road to go to Arrowhead and beat them but I think the Jets match up pretty well and they have a few extra days of rest so give me my Jets I have also taken the Jets Arizona Cardinals at Buffalo Bills Buffalo have a new offensive coordinator because reasons uh, Mike I know you wanted to talk about it a little bit so I will let you spiel on the fantasy podcast <laughs> Well, this just reeked to me of Rex Ryan trying to cover his own ass and and get a scapegoat. And, you know, Greg Roman actually had that that offense that was, I believe, 26th two years ago. He had them in the top 10 last year. After two games, you know, they put up 31 against the Jets. Granted, they did struggle against the Ravens, but to me it just sounds like something Rex Ryan would do in order to, to cover his own ass and... I don't think Greg Roman was the problem, and I am very curious to see just how much better this offense is going to actually be this week now that they've replaced the problem. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I will say uh, I do not feel like Greg Roman should have lost his job, uh, but the offense was nowhere near what it was last year, and I wasn't a big fan of it last year. 
either. If you go break down the actual stats and look at the play-by-play of that Jets-Bills game, that offense was horrid. Uh, most of its yardage coming on two big plays. Uh, and even on those, they were shut down on first and second down before they hit those big plays. So the offense completely has sputtered and is nowhere near the way it was you know, last season when it really took off. LaShawn McCoy has just been completely shut down. Uh, so hopefully we'll see if maybe a change will spark that. But I have never been a fan of this offense or the talent around it. I've, I've always said it's the you have to hope for those big plays. They got them against the Jets, so that made the stats look a bit better. But that's all they have. And now with Sammy Watkins so banked up and not himself, you have to rely on players like Goodwin to make those plays. And I just don't think they have that talent to really carry a team. But I am with you 100%. The, the issue was not the offense on Thursday. It was the defense, as Fitzpatrick completely just torched them. Uh, but he didn't want to fire his brother, and he didn't want to take blame himself either, so he had to find his scapegoat. Uh, with that said, I believe Arizona is going to completely torch them as well. I mean, yes, the Jets have a much improved offense, and I'm loving watching them every single week, but Arizona's is much better with even more weapons and a more veteran quarterback in Carson Palmer, and I think that last Thursday was just a preview for what Arizona's going to do to them this week. Yeah, I, <laughs> you, you kind of took the words out of my mouth there saying that, you know, if you're going to fire the offensive coordinator for putting up 31, then how are you not looking at the defensive coordinator for allowing 37? Um, that's, in in my opinion, they they fired the wrong guy. You, you fire them both. If, that's, if your logic is going to be 31 isn't good enough, um, and the the offense is stagnant. Well, that defense was non-existent, and you might as well just just fire everybody and fire yourself. But <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I uh, Buffalo just smells like a five and eleven team to me, and I really think the only chance they have to fix this is to go back to being the number one rushing offense that they were last year. And if they don't start running the ball and running it often. They're they're looking at a really long season. Is there anybody in Buffalo that you're starting other than McCoy? I don't think so. Um, we don't know what's going on with with Sammy Watkins. It, it sounds like this Sammy Watkins saying, "You wait till till Buffalo gets off to that, you know, Owen. They maybe maybe." They can beat the Rams or the Niners or the Dolphins. That is the one good thing they have going for them. They got the Cardinals and the Patriots the next two weeks. We'll see what happens there. But <laughs> Sammy Watkins, just it just feels to me like this season-ending surgery is just impending here, and it's going to happen sooner rather than later, especially if Buffalo gets off to like an 0-4 start. Suddenly he's going to be in – too much pain to play, and he needs surgery. So yeah. we'll see what happens. And as far as Tyra Taylor goes, this is where I feel about this. I am in a two-quarterback league where I have uh, Stafford and Taylor and Tom Brady is the only reason I even have Taylor on my team. And I picked up Brian Hoyer this week, and I may play him over Tyrod Taylor. That is where I see Tyrod Taylor lately. I think there's junk time potential for Tyrod Taylor in this game, so I don't know if I would go that far. Um, we saw the Cardinals 
you know, get beat by Jimmy Garoppolo pretty handily. So uh, that defense is still a little questionable, and well, I do think there's junk time potential. I, I will say Garoppolo looked like a Tom Brady against Miami in that first half, so maybe he's just that good. Uh, Arizona, I'm starting almost everybody. Uh, maybe not a Chris Johnson or a Jerron Brown, but everyone else I would throw in there. Maybe not a John Brown either. I, John Brown to me right now is in that wait and see. I, I would rather get burnt on his first breakout game. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or he scores 20, then, then deal with another two. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you just because of his snap count. You know, he's not on the field as much as those other two, as much as Fitzgerald and Floyd. And, yeah, I think a wait-and-see approach is probably the best way to go. And, you know, we base a lot of everything that we we determined coming into the season on what they did last year. Mm-hmm. But they haven't looked quite the same with that three-headed monster this year. It's been Larry Fitzgerald, and that's about it. So I think Fitzgerald is an auto start. I think Floyd is a yellow light start. And I think uh, Brown, like you just said, he's a red light to me until we see otherwise. Yeah, and it does not help that, that John Brown, his time has been cut in by Jerron Brown as as that deep threat, and, and they seem to be splitting the reps. Uh, Pickskin Pick'em, Cardinals and Bills, I'm taking Arizona on the road. I am not taking Buffalo. <laughs> Good point. Oakland Raiders at Tennessee Titans. Give me a, a sneaky name in this game. Sneaky name in this game for me is uh, that, that's that's kind of tricky. I I still feel like Clive Walford is just he. I love the name. There's something about a Clive and a Walford that just that is appealing to me, just in name alone. And you know, the the Tennessee Titans defense has actually been pretty good, and they have been stopping the run very well so far, which I think could happen again this week. And we may see Derek Carr starting to look, you know, down the field a little bit more often here. And I think Clive Walford might be a sneaky play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at the stats, he's third in receptions on the team just behind Crabtree and Cooper. I think he's one of those tight ends that if, you know, he's still going unnoticed in your league, he's he should be picked up and played. Uh, so I, I love that name as well. I think other than him, everything else you kind of know going into this game, uh, Kari Mariota, you know, 
to me, are just outside of your normal starts. Uh, two quarterback leagues, you start them. You're starting your running backs. Uh, and you know the the main receivers and tight ends in this. So th- nothing really jumps out to me other than maybe a Clive Walter. So unless you have anything else, just pick skin, pick them. My pick skin, pick them for this game, I am actually taking the Tennessee Titans. As, as much as it surprises me as well, I am too at home. Uh, Oakland just did not impress me last no, week. Their defense has given up 69 points in the it's, first two games. That's pretty scary. Yeah, and and to go on the road, it's, it's going to be difficult. The Cleveland Browns at the Miami Dolphins. Ryan Tannehill, where is this coming from? All of a sudden, he's running the ball, uh, obviously playing a really tough, or excuse me, a not-so-tough Cleveland Browns defense. I almost said something terrible there. <laughs> and you, you would have got me on a You Better Challenge so fast. Uh but he's facing a weak defense. Is he almost a must-start this week? I like Ryan Tannehill this week. In fact, um, I have him in my top ten, and I noticed that you do as well. Um, so for you streamers out there, you're probably not going to get a better opportunity than a home game against the Cleveland Browns. And we'll probably say that every single week. If you have guys going against the Browns, you start them. With with Devontae Parker back in the mix, I really think this Miami team is what Buffalo was trying to do. Uh, they still need a running game, but they have some explosive players in the passing game that could break off a play at any point. So, I mean, between Landry and Parker, those two are two, one of, I would say maybe a top five wide receiver duo in the NFL. I think potentially. I'm not sure they've quite achieved that yet, but they're they're certainly trending upwards. And and let's face it, you know, Miami, aside from that Seattle game where it was just a defensive struggle, they're probably going to be trailing a lot. And you know, that was one of the teams that maybe we should have considered bringing up in the preseason as as a junk time team. Uh, you know, the Patriots jumped on them big early, mm-hmm. and Miami came storming back through the air. And, yeah, and we should throw Kenny Still's name out there, too. He's actually been very productive as well, Well, even though he had a terrible drop against the Seahawks. I was going to say, I would, but that that taste is not out of my mouth yet. Just uh, He did come back. Yeah, Tannehill's look fine, 65% completion percentage, just shy of 600 yards. Uh, Still needs to cut down on, on the turnovers. But against a weak Cleveland defense and also Cleveland starting their fifth different starting quarterback in five consecutive games. Do you know the last time a team did that? Uh, I don't, but I'm going to guess it was Cleveland. It was not, and I, I'm blanking on the team name now. I remember hearing this stat. I want to say it was Atlanta or something like that, but it was during a strike season when they had replacement <laughs> players. Oh, yeah. That was the last time anyone has ever had five consecutive weeks with five different quarterbacks. Just a complete mess in Cleveland. Also, Corey Coleman breaks his hand, so obviously do not expect him this week. Uh, I start Crowell and nobody else for Cleveland. I I don't see how I can argue with that. And I'm curious, is Cleveland going to win a single game this season? 
They might not. And actually, let me correct that. I, I would probably start Barnage, too. Tight end has been pretty weak. Yeah, that is true. I'm glad you brought him up because I actually have him in my top 10 just because uh, whoever comes in as the quarterback is going to have to throw to somebody. And as we know, young quarterbacks or inexperienced quarterbacks lean on the tight end a lot. Uh, Also, watch out for this Josh Gordon news. I don't think this is going to extend his suspension. He has an arrest warrant out, but it seems to be over a paternity battle. Not that he went out and did something stupid again. He's just a stupid human being. So I don't see NFL extending his suspension, but just kind of keep an eye out for it. Uh, Pigskin Pick'em, Cleveland or Miami, I'm pretty sure I know where both of us are going. I am taking the Dolphins. I agree. Baltimore Ravens at the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have reverted back to last season. Are they going to get back on track this week? I like them this week, and you know, I, there's something about the 0-2 versus 2-0 games when an 0-2 team that maybe shouldn't be 0-2 is playing against a 2-0 team that maybe shouldn't be 2-0, and I like the Jaguars to bounce back a little bit this, this week, but this is one of those weeks where we get to see is that Baltimore Ravens defense for real or not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they played Buffalo and Cleveland. Uh not two stellar teams so far. Jacksonville looked completely off against San Diego. Maybe it was the travel. Maybe it was just they got punched in the in the face and just got delirious for a while. I, I expect them to bounce back. I expect your 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 typical weapons to get things going. The thing I'm most curious about in this game is Chris Ivory. Let's see if he returns or not. No official word there yet either. He was limited in practice on Wednesday, but that's a step in the right direction. So kind of the same thing as Jamal Charles. I'm not playing him yet, but to see him on the field I think only helps the other weapons. TJ Yeldon is not a number one running back and has completely made them one-dimensional again. So... Uh, it's only a step in the right direction for this Jacksonville team that I really thought was going to take a huge step forward this season. Yeah, I think you, you're you absolutely right on TJ Yeldon. The job is there for Chris Ivory to take. He's just got to get back on the field, and I think uh, it won't take more than just a couple of weeks before TJ Yeldon is the guy coming in to give him a breather. And I'm also curious, you know, Allen Robinson has got off to a very slow start, so it'll be interesting to see if he gets on track this week, too. Uh, I'm looking for, and I'm sure a lot of Allen Robinson owners out there, since he was drafted, for most people, you know, early second round guy uh, as your wide receiver one, uh, we're, we're all, and that includes me, I also have Allen Robinson, you know, we're, we're all waiting for you, Allen, you know, it's time, it's time to get going. Well, I will say this. Especially if he does not have a good game this week. I would be buying low on Allen Robinson with all of the power in the world. Because, you know, yes, he has struggled and he shouldn't have struggled against San Diego. There's no excuse there. But after this week, his schedule is they host Indianapolis, who is terrible on defense. Then they go to Chicago, who can get burnt. We saw that against Philadelphia. Then they host Oakland, and we just talked about how terrible that defense has been. And then Tennessee could be another shootout. So you got four straight weeks of just juicy matchups for Allen Robinson. And if he does struggle this week, 
you know, strike while the iron is, well, off, really, for Robinson before he starts to heat up. Uh, Pickskin, Pick'em, Ravens, and Jaguars. I have the Jaguars getting their first win. Are you copying me? Yes. Okay. I have the Jags as well. But I, I'm doing the sneaky thing where I'm copying you first. Ah, well played. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. Amir Abdullah placed on IR with a foot injury, most likely done for the entire season. Basically done for any relevance for fantasy, so go ahead and get rid of him. But what does this do for somebody like Theo Riddick, who I still think he keeps his role as a pass-catching back as that second back, and I honestly think Dwayne Washington is the back to look for here as I think his role triples. I, th- I am inclined to agree to some extent. However, I'm not so completely convinced that Dwayne Washington won't be any more than what we've seen out of Amir Abdullah to this point, you know, minus the injury part. Uh, that that was, you know, I think Abdullah is the more explosive of the two backs. But, yeah, I don't think they want to feature Theo Riddick. I don't think he's built to be a number one uh, running back. He is more of the change of pace and the third down back. So if you're looking for the guy who's most likely to start those games and have those early down play, then Washington's your guy. Yeah, I th- I think you're going to see more of what San Diego featured here in Detroit where Dwayne Washington is your running back and Theo Riddick is your pass catcher just in the running back position. Uh, we'll see if they want to get more balanced, however. So, I, again, not a start this week, but let's see how Washington's role takes place here against a division rival who, you know, have struggled. Aaron Rodgers has not looked like the Aaron Rodgers of old yet this season. He struggled a lot last season. We all just thought he was going to bounce back. I still think he's going to bounce back. But do you see it against Detroit? Well, because Detroit has so many injuries, it's possible. But here's a tasty little nugget for you. Did you know that Aaron Rodgers has a streak now, it's the longest streak in the NFL, current quarterback play, of 16 games without posting a quarterback rating over 100. The second highest is Alex Smith. I believe he's at 14 now. That includes the playoffs last season. He's gone a complete season, 16 games, without posting a QB rating of over 100. So it kind of goes back to what I said last week. Those receivers aren't finding the separation. And even with Jordy Nelson back, we still haven't seen it. So the Packers scare me a little bit. Eddie Lacy scares me. If you're an Eddie Lacy owner, when are we going to see that Eddie Lacy we saw two years ago? Because we haven't seen it again this season. It's kind of the same old, same old at this point. And that goes for just about all of these Packers guys. So, you know, we were inclined to believe that Green Bay has this dynamic offense, and but we haven't seen it. We saw them only put up 14 points. Granted, it was against a good Vikings defense, but even the 27 against the Jags, Aaron Rodgers didn't even throw for 200 yards in that game. So I am kind of leery of the Packers right now. Yeah, I'm a little worried about A. Lacey. They completely went away from him in that Minnesota game. Uh, but that defense is very stout, so they were just trying something a little different. Uh, t- to your point about Aaron Rodgers, I, this has to bounce back, and I'm going to throw out a, a, a unique You Betcha challenge, and I want to see if you buy it. 
I believe this is the game where he breaks that streak. I say Aaron Rodgers has over 100 in his QBR this week against Detroit. I don't see the difference between 16 or 17, so I will take that, you betcha challenge. Challenge accepted. I think I win that one, especially because it is the home opener for Green Bay. You know, they We have to remember they traveled down to Jacksonville in the heat, not a place where somebody from Wisconsin wants to go. And then they went to the, the debut of a stadium against an arch rival in Minnesota who knows how to play them well. I think this is the week that we really see them break out, especially against a Detroit Lions defense that's not that great. Pigskin, Pickham, Detroit, or Green Bay, give me the Packers at home. Yeah, with all the injuries for Detroit, even though they played them great last year uh, in some tough, tough loss, obviously, the Hail Mary. But, yeah, I'll take Green Bay. Denver Broncos at the Cincinnati Bengals. Simeon, his first road game. Do you think he's up for the task against a tough Bengals defense? I don't like this matchup for Simeon. Uh, I think the Bengals are coming off of a game against their rival Steelers. You know, this is their home opener too. Uh, so you've got a rookie quarterback on the road for the first time against a home opening Cincinnati Bengals defense. That's going to be hungry. And I, I kind of feel like this could be the game where Simeon struggles a little bit. You know, we've, we've seen little flashes of struggle here and there, but for the most part, he's been, he's been relatively good. I kind of, I kind of like Cincinnati here. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm staying away from basically everyone in Denver except for C.J. Anderson. I still think Virgil Green's a sneaky play just because, again, a young quarterback loves the tight end position. Uh, So I think a lot of dump-offs. We'll see if Demarius Thomas is closer to 100% healthy. Uh, He nearly almost did not play in Week 2. Still looked good. I want to say he had 90 yards out there, so very serviceable for fantasy. But Cincinnati has a very tough defense. You know they are at home here, and I think they're just their game plan is to confuse uh, Simeon and this offense. And I, I made the point with Green Bay, and I will make it again here. This is Cincinnati's home debut, so I. I you have to take the human element into effect here and know that they are hyped up and ready to go. Yeah, uh, Demarius Thomas is a great talent, and this could be a game where the Broncos actually have to rely on Trevor Simeon a little bit more. Uh, I think the Bengals' rushing defense is decent. You know, Granted, it didn't necessarily show against the Steelers last week. However, the Steelers just pounded D'Angelo Williams. They gave him over 30 carries, and you know he didn't average more than 3.3 yards. They just didn't go away from it. They just kept pounding and kept pounding. And uh, I feel like the Bengals, this, this is the perfect situation for Cincinnati to kind of make a statement and get back into that, that you know, we're still here, we're still good, and look at us knock off the 2-0 and Broncos. I, I kind of feel like that's the way this is going to go. Yeah, me too. Pickskin, pick them. I am taking Cincinnati at home. Obviously, I am too. All right, Minnesota Vikings at the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, the Vikings without Adrian Peterson, who is out most likely for the season. We'll see if he comes back to try to make a playoff run or not. Torn meniscus in the knee. Uh, shut up, phone. Uh, 
obviously terrible news for Vikings fans. Peterson had not looked good early on in the season, and we had all hoped he was going to be able to really jump back. Obviously, that's gone now. But who would you rather have, Jarek McKinnon or Matt Asiata? I'm leaning McKinnon because he's going to get the first shot at it. Um, Asiata is probably going to be the guy who might get those short yardage carries, but I think McKinnon's going to be on the field more. He's going to see more snaps. So this could turn into the old D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart deal where, you know, Asiata comes in in short yardage and might vulture some touchdowns, but I think McKinnon is going to get the majority of the play. Yeah, and McKinnon has been announced as the starter for what that's worth as far as running backs go. I've, I've never cared who was announced the starter because it most likely will be a 60-40. McKinnon will get more work, but I think they like Asiata at the goal line, as you said. Uh, tough defensive matchup here for both teams. Uh, do you think any of these fantasy stars are going to get affected by it? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think it's possible, but I don't think I can bench a guy like a Stefan Diggs after the week he had last week. He has emerged as the go-to guy in Minnesota, and he's kind of getting back to that breakout quality that we saw from him last season where he had that big stretch of games. And there's a reasonable chance here that Minnesota on the road at Carolina is going to have to throw the ball at some point because they are looking at a backup running back. Mm -hmm. And I think the Panthers can be had a little bit through the air. You know, the 49ers put up some numbers on them. Granted, it was somewhat junk timey, but, you know, this is a situation where you have a little bit better quarterback in my opinion in Sam Bradford and I think Stefan Diggs is better than anything the 49ers put on the field so I still think he's a good start yeah the Vikings defense is tough so but I'm not doing like Kelvin Benjamin's still very high on my ranks Greg Olson's way up there I'm a little weary on Devin Funches this week though Uh, I think your main stars are playable but those flex options I would probably look somewhere else yeah, I'm inclined to agree, too. We don't know how how the timeshare between Fozzie Whitaker and Cap, Cameron Artis Payne, is going to break down. You know, Whitaker has been more of the change of pace guy in the past, and Whitaker is more in the mold of Jonathan Stewart. So it's kind of a catchy deal there, and it may have to play itself out. As We're not sure how long Stewart will be out, but there's a good chance he's going to miss at least two or three games. So if you really want to take a chance on a timeshare where you're not really sure how that's going to be shared, be my guest, but I would stay away. Yeah, if either of them have survived waivers definitely pick either of them up but I wouldn't start them yet especially against a tough defense where I'm with you I think they're going to be playing from behind most of the game picks can pick a Minnesota Carolina give me the Panthers I am also taking the Panthers we're going to differ here at some point right possible okay maybe this next game all right the Washington Redskins at the New York Giants the new the big news going into this game is 
Josh Norman is going to break away from covering one side of the field and just cover Odell Beckham Jr. So we get that big rematch from last year where just all hell broke loose. I'm still against those referees in that game. At least Odell Beckham, if not both men, should have been ejected from that game at least three separate occasions do we think do you think we get any of those kind of fireworks this week i think they're going to be in in each other's face a little bit i mean how can't they be josh norman knows that he got he got odell beckham's goat last time and he's gonna of course want to try and do the same thing again and why wouldn't he i mean until the guy proves that he can maintain his composure on the field then you do everything you can to take that composure away from him um as far as having josh norman cover Odell Beckham I appreciate the Redskins listening to our podcast last week at halftime when they went out and they put Des Bryant uh, one-on-one against Josh Norman it's exactly what we talked about you know we told them if you're going to pay that guy that much money as a shutdown corner you know why did people why did everybody want Darrell Rivas in the past because Darrell Rivas took away the best option that you had on your team. So thank you, Redskins, for listening to our podcast and going ahead and turning Josh Norman into the guy that he should be when you're paying him that much money. Yeah, I absolutely love the move. You go back and look at the stats in that game that we had mentioned from last season when the Giants played the Panthers week fifth. Week. What week am I? I've lost week 15 or week 16. Yeah, I've late lost. in the season. <laughs> yeah, I've lost my place here. Uh, Odell Beckham does find the end zone on a long 40-yard pass, but other than that, just five other catches for 36 yards. was shut down for the most part. And again, those two had really gotten into it. It was a very offensive battle, 38-35 for the Panthers. I don't know if I see that again, but possible between these two. I'm I thought there was going to be a shootout between the Giants and the Saints last week and, and got nothing. So I'm I'm confused by the Giants now as far as how they want to play the game. But I am down on, on Beckham Jr. actually going into this week. I think Norman, who is getting a, a bit of a bad rap to start the season because, again, he's been playing on one side of the, the field. Antonio Brown completely destroyed the Redskins secondary and they, everyone blamed it on on Norman, even though most of the time he wasn't even covering him. I think Norman will get into the head of Beckham Jr. and make it a rough game for him. It's possible, but ODB is such a great talent, and you know he's going to want to make some big plays. And we should throw out there, too, he had a terrible drop after he got behind Norman in that game last year, too. I remember him dropping a Mm wide-open touchdown. Um, So this, this in my opinion, is a chance for Odell Beckham to show his maturity. If it's there, we're not sure. We'll find out. And let me tell you, this is going to be fun to watch. But I feel like Odell Beckham is going to rise above this week. How much do you feel that way? Well, I'm looking at our rankings, and I believe we kind of have a flip-flop where you have Kelvin Benjamin ranked where or close to where I have Odell Beckham and vice versa. So I would take Odell Beckham over Kelvin Benjamin in a You Betcha Challenge. Okay, I accept your challenge, sir. Challenge accepted. We ain't afraid of no Norman. <laughs> uh, do you think Washington rights the ship here? They've, they've struggled to get things going this season. This is probably my 
upset of the week. I, I just don't feel like any team can get off to a big lead in the NFC East. And I feel like that trend is going to continue. I think the Redskins are going to go into New York and get a win here and straighten things out a little bit. And granted, the Giants' defense, I think, is a little better than we thought they were. You know, they had a lot of off-season acquisitions where they, they kind of fixed things a little bit. But I just feel like, you know, the Redskins are, they know they have to win this game, and I feel like they're going to go out there and, and play really well. Uh, all right, Pishkin, pick them. You're taking the Redskins? I am taking the Redskins. I, I want to send you a copy of my picks that I swear I wrote out before the podcast. I am taking the Redskins. <laughs> this you is realize, why we have a podcast together. Right. Well, you realize that the, the country has it 89% New York and 11% Washington. How are we the same 11%? <laughs> <laughs> Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Doug Martin out three weeks with a hamstring strain. That basically takes him to their bye week, so don't expect him back to, I believe, week eight. Uh, so Charles Sims is now the man there, and I would almost put him where you would put Doug Martin in the fantasy rankings. Agree or disagree? I agree. This is a great opportunity for Charles Sims to to kind of prove himself as a number one and not just as a change of pace back. And I love the numbers that he's put up in these situations in the past. And, you know, the guy puts up good numbers even when Martin's there. I, I think, granted, the Rams' defense is better than people may actually know. They're, they're pretty stout against the run. But, you know, look, Tampa Bay, this is their home opener. They're playing against a team that just has terrible quarterback issues and i like i like sims here even though it's against a good defense speaking of running backs todd Gurley struggling to start the year has yet to even reach 100 yards on the ground do you see a bounce back game i think so i, I think again we just addressed that the rams uh, are having quarterback issues. I think Todd Gurley is going to be a workhorse in this game. And, you know, let's face it, Tampa Bay's defense has given up 64 points in the first two weeks. That defense is very questionable, and I think they're a little soft, and I think the Rams are going to go with what they can do best, and that's run the football. Yeah, that is true, but I think with Tampa Bay, they know what's coming. They know that Case Keenum is not going to beat them. I, I saw Todd Gurley, you know, low in my top ten because I can't like completely drop him in my rankings. But I am nervous for Gurley. That's for sure. Well, how nervous are you? I am extremely nervous. Sir. Are you nervous enough to take Lamar Miller versus Todd Gurley? Oh, I would jump all over that bet. I love Lamar Miller. I think I, I, I've said it many times. I think Lamar Miller ends the season as the number one running back. Okay, well, I don't think it happens this week, so I will take Todd Gurley. And I will take Lamar Miller. Another You Betcha Challenge. Challenge accepted. We are throwing these out left and right today. Uh, I don't think anyone else really of note here. Do you start Jameis Winston? I don't know if I if I like it that much just because I do feel like the Rams defense has been pretty good. Uh if if you have other options, I would probably consider those first. But 
you know, if you don't, I, I'm I'm sure you could probably do worse. But there's so many other guys that I like there. You know, I, I have Jameis Winston 20th this week, and I see you have him 19th. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's got to be somebody else on your team, you know, that that you can pick over Jameis Winston. But yeah, if I mean, you're in- he's definitely the the only player I can see here that's it's in that iffy range. He looks so good week one and looks so bad week two. I don't think he looks as bad as he did week two, but I'm with you. I would go in any other direction that you can. Uh, Pigskin, pick them, Rams or Buccaneers. I have Tampa Bay. <sighs> yeah, I have Tampa Bay. Yeah, I wonder if we'll find one that's different. Well, we uh, got six more. <laughs> San Francisco at Saint at Seattle. Excuse me. First one to ten wins, right? That's kind of the way it's been looking. Um, look, if, if if Seattle doesn't figure out their offensive line, Russell Wilson's not going to make it to week four or week five. And I had discussed earlier this week that this feels like a game where they could sit him, let that ankle heal a little bit, maybe work on that offensive line a little bit more. And what they really need to do here is they need to figure out a running game, in my opinion, and stick with it and get a, get a clear cut guy there that they can rely on. You know, Christian Michael, we keep thinking it's going to be him. He had that terrible fumble, which ultimately ended the game for them last week, but they need to have more balance in that offense and take a little bit of the pressure off of Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not helping that Thomas Rawls just cannot seem to get healthy and that's just been the problem with Seattle is, is a lot of banged up pieces and a really terrible offensive line. You would think that more offense is going to go down in this game. San Francisco's offense has looked decent enough, uh, but against a really tough Seattle defense, I just don't know if I see it. So if you have better options, obviously you probably have to start Russell Wilson, but for the most part, I'm probably looking other directions in almost every category for every player if I could. Yeah, I mean we've got guys like you know Doug Baldwin, I believe I have him ranked way down like 28th or something like that and I don't have anybody else on that offense that I really like. Uh you may be in a crunch where you need to start uh, Christine Michaels or a Thomas Rawls. You know, I, I have Thomas Rawls at 36. I have Christian Michael at 24. I see you got him at 23. We're not too high on any of these guys. And no. for that matter, Russell Wilson, too. Yeah, and Carlos Hyde for San Francisco. I have him 26. You have him 27th. So for the most part, really f- avoid this game. I, I think Seattle will win the game. I think you know if one offense is going to take off, it will be them at home but I'm in a wait and see prove it before I put you back in kind of a situation here for that offense is it seems to be just an ugly winning team I, I they're still a good team because of that defense but that offense is a mess uh pick and pick them I'm taking the Seahawks of course yes uh San Diego Chargers at the Indianapolis Colts shootout I hope so. I, I have a lot of guys in that game, and I am really looking forward to this being one of those Philip Rivers throwing all over and uh, Andrew Luck throwing all over. And uh, yeah, I, I I love this matchup, and I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. You know, this is going to be a game where you've got a team that's 
giving up 47 points. And you've got a Colts defense that really has not been able to do anything uh, to this point. So, yeah, I don't see any reason why the, why it shouldn't be a shootout. The Colts are giving up – they've already given up 73 points so far. So, yeah, let's go shootout. Yeah. With that said, here's a repeat of the Saints and Giants game as the defenses decide to show up. I think it's going to be a shootout. I like basically all the options here. Obviously, Danny Woodhead done for the season with a torn ACL – that really gets an uptick for Melvin Gordon as he's really it. They signed Dexter McCluster, who could be a factor later on, but I'm not seeing it this week. So definitely start Melvin Gordon if you have him. And other than that, most of your normal names you're playing. And then, you know, if you have a questionable matchup, if, if you have a Doug Baldwin, uh, maybe start looking at some of these San Diego receivers or or Indianapolis receivers to start in front of a dog Baldwin. I would rather start Philip Dorsett over Doug Baldwin. Well, of course with Moncrief hurt, that's that's uh that's a definite, I think. You know, I think this is a game too for T. Y. Hilton to to show up. You T. Y. Hilton owners out there haven't seen much out of him yet. You know, that's I it's funny. I have T. Y. Hilton and I have Robinson Allen Robinson and I have Golden Tate and I had high hopes for all three of those guys and all three of those guys have struggled for me. The only guy that has done anything for me is Larry Fitzgerald. So I am waiting to see if Golden Tate emerges. I think with Moncrief out, it's only going to help him and Philip Dorsett and I do see this game being a high scoring game. Yeah, on the San Diego side I also like uh, Terrell Williams over somebody like Doug Baldwin. I just like the matchup here. I think this will be a high scoring game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Terrell Williams comes in a little banged up with a shoulder injury, but I don't think he's going to miss the game. Uh, I think Antonio Gates could be a good start this week against that porous Colts defense where not only are they not making plays, but they don't have anybody to make plays. Yeah, absolutely. You have Phillip Rivers as a top five quarterback this week, so you are absolutely all in on this matchup. Yeah, if if a defense has given up 73 points in their first two games and they haven't shown any reason why they're they're going to change that with all the injuries they have, I love Phillip Rivers this week. Yeah, and I have him eighth. I'm probably a little low on him, uh, but I do think that they will continue to try to run the ball. I think Melvin Gordon finds the end zone once or twice. So I, I think a lot of points will be put up on the board, but maybe not all through the air but you know just because we're having so much fun with this you betcha challenge i mean we've already talked about aaron Rodgers once you have aaron Rodgers below philip rivers so i want to put that to the test i'll take aaron Rodgers if you'll take philip rivers this week that's a you betcha challenge challenge accepted all right we are filling up the board by the way the board that i am leading six to nothing after a Four to nothing, shellacking last week, including yeah, the dominant, including the dominant performance of D'Angelo Williams, who crushed Legarrette Blount. It wasn't even close. Right? Yeah, number four running back in the league last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pigskin pick'em, San Diego Chargers or the Indianapolis Colts. I am taking the Colts this week. I think they right the ship and they actually get a win under their belt. I was I was hoping the way you were talking about the Chargers, we were going to have our first different. We do not. I am taking the Indianapolis Colts 
I think the Colts no. can put up 41 and, and outscore 38. That's very well possible. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Can Philadelphia do it again? If by do it again, you mean win? I mean, let's let's be honest here. Carson Wentz could not have asked for a better first two games than the Browns at home and the Bears on the road. It's the it was the perfect scenario for him to get off to a strong start. And hey, they put up twenty nine points in both of those games, and I think they've been able to kind of have their way. They've been able to run the ball a lot. You know, Ryan Matthews has gotten off to a good start because of those bad matchups. This week, things are a little different. The Steelers' defense is one of the best rushing defenses in the NFL. That secondary has looked improved from what we have saw last season. I still think they're about an average secondary. But as a whole, the Steelers' defense is much more than the Browns and Bears. And not only that, the Steelers' offense puts up points, and Wentz is going to have to try and answer that, and I'm not sure he can. It's going to be definitely interesting I agree that this will be a much the toughest test that Wentz has had all season, but I I believe in him. I think maybe not fantasy wise, but as far as a quarterback that is going to not hinder the weapons for Philadelphia, you're you're looking at the the right man here. I'm still not into a position where I'm starting him, but obviously Jordan Matthews is a must start. Nelson Aguilar is is starting to kind of get back into that that possible you know flex play consideration so I really like this team I, I think they're going to have to throw it a lot as you said the Steelers do not allow people to run the ball on them at all so this could be a sneaky close game uh, where both quarterbacks start flinging the ball all over the place yeah, I mean, and I'm not I'm not down on Carson Wentz at all. I think he's played very well. Uh, I think them trading away Bradford was just their excuse to get him on the field right away. And, you know, getting a first-round pick was a great move for Philadelphia because they can obviously use that to just better this team. And I, I think Wentz has played extremely well. I think the future looks very bright for Wentz. I think they've done well as far as that goes. And uh, But I just feel like this is the week where he really, really gets tested and we'll kind of have to see how things go. Do you think Zach Ertz plays? To wait and see. I mean, we're, we're not sure, but uh, I am inclined to think that he's not going to play. And because of that, just like I did with Uzoma last week, you know, I went ahead and took a flyer on Philadelphia's tight end this week and ranked Trey Burton 20th in this game or in for this uh, week. Yes, it's not a terrible pick, especially if Ertz does not play. I'll just throw one more You Betcha Challenge out there, just because we're doing it. We usually don't talk about daily fantasy here because we live in an area that doesn't allow it, for one, which really makes me mad that I'm not even allowed to play. Um, But it's just, if we did talk about it, it would make the podcast three hours every time because then we'd really have to break down, you know, those sleepers. But let's do sleepers right here, that, that cheap daily fantasy option you take Trey Burton for the Eagles I'll throw in the guy that I had ranked 20th in our rankings Virgil Green for Denver 20th versus 20th a Titan against a Titan I take it well it's a, it's a Bronco versus an Eagle but yeah but in this case these are <laughs> monsters the challenge has been accepted challenge accepted 
And watch that be the only one I lose out of all of this. No, you're going to lose several this week. <laughs> all right, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Pigskin pick them, sir. I can't go away from my Steelers here. I know how they perform against rookie quarterbacks usually very well, and this is a perfect situation against a rookie quarterback. Plus, hey, it's it's the state battle. This is for bragging rights. I'm, I'm pretty sure in my original pickums for a bowling league that I help run that I, I did yesterday, I'm sure I have Pittsburgh circled. But I am going to take the Philadelphia Eagles here at home to somehow go 3-0. and Okay, so I want to change... Our- I want to change my Jets pick and pick against them. Just kidding. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have the bowling picks in front of me. Those are at the bowling alley. But I was trying to figure out, remember what I had picked, and I had done my, my sheet for this today. And I don't know. There's something about the Eagles that, especially at home, they're just sneaky. I might be overreacting a little bit to them beating Cleveland and Chicago, but I think it's going to be a good game, and I will give them the advantage at home. Well, and it should be said that what you're talking about is you guys do a bowling league. It's an NFL bowling league where everybody has an NFL team and plays the same schedule against other bowling leagues, just in case people are wondering what you meant by that. But, you know, I'm going back real quick. I don't see a team getting off to a 3-0 start in the NFC East, and there's no reason to believe anyone's going to pull away there. So I'll take the Steelers. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Chicago Bears out at the Dallas Cowboys. Jay Cutler could, is looking to miss about two to three weeks with that right thumb injury. Brian Hoyer will be your starter. Is he playable in, say, a two-quarterback league? I don't think so, unless you have Tyrod Taylor. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. I don't think Tyrod Taylor is, is as bad as, as Brian Hoyer. I mean, Hoyer is a decent backup quarterback, don't get me wrong. But, you know, Alshon Jeffrey has missed practice with a knee injury. We don't know if he's even going to play. And without Alshon Jeffrey, now everything is going to be focused on White. And he's a rookie. I just, I, I am shying away from a lot of the Bears this week. Save maybe Jeremy Langford. To be honest, I. As far as the weapons go, like I'm still unsure whether I'm going to start Hoyer or not. He's not that great, but I don't I don't think he's much worse than a Jay Cutler. And actually, from the little bit that he played against Philadelphia, yes, in a little bit of a junk timey way. I mean, they could have still came back and and made that a contest if they could have been able to stop them on defense. But uh, I'm sure the defense was a little laxed on that drive. But the thing that I liked about Brian Hoyer is he spread the ball around. Uh, Jay Cutler kind of focused on his his main men, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, Eddie Royal, was kind of looking away from Kevin White a little bit. Zach Miller was non-existent, and that you know that was a big sleeper pick for both of us. Uh, you know, Brian Hoyer went out there and he hit everybody. He hit Kevin White a couple of times. He hit Zach Miller a few times. He looked for Alshon Jeffrey. So I think, to be honest, Brian Hoyer being your quarterback in Chicago could actually help the weapons in Chicago so I actually like them a bit more as long as Alshon Jeffrey plays if he doesn't play then it's it's going to be a bit more rough and they're playing a Dallas Cowboys defense that I'm not sold on so I think they can be thrown on a bit so yeah I I think you made a good argument for why you shouldn't really start anybody on Chicago though if especially with Jeffrey I mean I think you start Jeffrey if he's healthy but 
because of all that spreading the ball around, and granted it is against a weak Dallas secondary, you know, if there's not a go-to guy, you're not going to rack up a lot of points. I mean, it's possible. But I, I just think more yards will be had here, especially for a Zach Miller owner like I was. I think I, I, got, I gave up on him before this news. Uh, picked up Dennis Pitta, who I think is going to just get the ball left and right. But uh, he could see the ball a lot more. And so could a Kevin White. This could be a Kevin White breakout game. The Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, does he finally throw a touchdown pass? Well, he's due, and what better team to do it against than Chicago? I mean, the Eagles did it, the Texans did it, and we're like, we're talking about Carson Wentz and Brock Osweiler. I don't see any reason why Dak Prescott can't find the end zone against the Bears there at home. It's against a soft defense, uh, banged-up defense, and you know, let's face it, the Bears are, are turning into a mess pretty quick here, mm-hmm. especially if... You know, Cutler. Granted, Hoyer isn't isn't that bad, but still, I mean, Cutler still makes plays more so than than we could expect out of Hoyer. So, yeah, I think I think this is the week for him to do it. I don't know that the Bears are going to be able to to hang with Dallas in this game. No, I I think they pull away pretty well. I think Dallas basically dominates this game. When do we start uh, taking Cole Beasley? Seriously, neither of us have him ranked at all. He leads the team with 13 receptions on 18 targets and leads the team in receiving yards. When do we finally go, okay, he's a valuable option? I, I think the time might be now. I mean, let's let's face it. We never know, and we've talked about it many times, who a new or young quarterback is going to favor. And right now it's Cole Beasley. Now, granted, we did kind of make the call on Des Bryant getting in the ear of Dak Prescott, but Beasley still had a good week despite that. So I think Beasley is has become a guy that you would have to look at and say, you know, maybe, maybe it's time to start him, but just – Beware, because Prescott hasn't thrown any touchdowns, but Beasley mm-hmm. is putting up some yards. Yeah, absolutely. Picks and pick um, Chicago at Dallas. I'm taking the Cowboys. Weird. Yeah. I'm taking the, the Cowboys also. I have a feeling here that the only one we're not going to agree on was based simply on the fact that you decided to change your mind. But we'll see. There's one game left. <laughs> and who knows? It could be – Yeah. Obviously, it will be the the game changer for us. Uh, Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans at home is tough. I believe this is the shootout I was expecting last week. I'm gonna. I've said it way too many times. I said shootouts a lot last week, and the defenses all showed up. I think we have some juicy matchups here between Atlanta and New Orleans. I love Matt Ryan, who, by the way, leads the NFL in fantasy points. Just have to point that out there. Yeah, obviously, uh, I'm I'm getting on the the Ryan bandwagon a little bit myself here because I was wrong on him for last week, uh, and you know, a lot of it was just because of how bad he played in the second half last season. But look, you know, Matt Ryan has looked very good. I think the Matt Ryan gravy for at least one more week, and then I think he hits a wall for several weeks because after this week, he has the Panthers, Broncos, and Seahawks. Good luck there, Matt Ryan. 
that'll be your opportunity to prove that you are taking the big step forward. But the Matt Ryan gravy train rolls for at least one more week. I think Julio Jones is a monster start this week. I feel relatively good about Devontae Freeman. I have him in the top 20 at least, um, even though he's he's having a lot of his snaps eaten into a little bit. And we're, we're both kind of down you you've kind of talked me into being down on freeman a little bit but i'm not that down on him this week i feel like this is a good matchup for him to uh make some plays yeah i'm with you i think it's going it is a good matchup but i do think it's it's getting more into that 50 50 range look for muhammad sanu to bounce back he kind of was a no-show last week in all of that that craziness against oakland the three catches for 19 yards i, I expect him to have a much better game on the New Orleans side. You have a note on here about Mark Ingram, so I'll let you share that. Well, the the thing I'm wondering here is: is it time to trade Mark Ingram? Uh, we have not seen Mark Ingram do much of anything lately. Last week in a game against the Giants where it was a it was a 16 to 13 game. It's not like this turned into a shootout like we expected. He only had 9 carries. That to me is a big red flag considering that you're going most people probably are relying on him to make plays and to be a, an RB1 or an RB2. And look, it just, it just has not happened with him. And the week before that, he only had 12 carries. So here's your running back one with 21 total carries so far. He's yet to find the end zone. He's not getting plays out of the backfield for, from a passing perspective. I am leery on this. And, you know, here's the, the last thing I'll throw out there on him. The Saints are throwing the ball 70% of the time, which means they're only running it 30%, obviously, for you mathematicians out there. And when about a third of those 30% are going to other guys like high towers and cadets, you're only getting 20% of plays going to Mark Ingram. I am worried. Yeah, absolutely, and that's just kind of how the Saints' offenses worked. We thought it would be a bit more balanced, but just 35 rushing attempts to 86 passes the first two weeks. I don't think you can trade Mark Ingram right now, though, because of exactly that. I mean, the trade value is so low right now that you're not going to get anything back in return that you kind of just have to wait and see to see if things get going. Look for that that one big week and then hope you can dump him off then but right now i i just don't see how you could really move him uh yeah you're just going off a of name value alone if if you mm-hmm. if you can but it's certainly somebody who is scary but this this is the week for for him to to show that you know he is still a viable running back one because i'm not sure but you know he's he's got the chargers next week that's not a bad matchup either but then you go panthers chiefs and seahawks after that which aren't the greatest matchups so Um, not at all speaking of uh, a saint that has struggled is is kobe fleener a bust i think kobe fleener is possibly a bust but i'm not completely sold on him being a bust yet and i i I base that on the fact that he got a lot of targets last week and even though he and and breeze have not necessarily been on the same page he's getting looks and 
as as fantasy owners, you just want you guys to have a chance, and that's exactly what he's getting. He's he's getting his chances. I'm inclined to think that at some point he is going to break out of that show. You know, he had eight targets. He could have had a touchdown, but he kind of slowed down on a route where where Breeze threw it to where he thought he was going to be. I think they just need to work a little bit more together. But hey, eight targets, I'll take that from my tight end every week. We'll see if they finally get on the same page. I'm starting to just get to the point where and I've fallen into that trap twice now where we went, oh, it's just a tight end in a Drew Brees offense. He loves the tight end. Look what he did with Jimmy Graham. And it was was just because it was Jimmy Graham and we need to calm down on it a little bit. We'll we'll see if he's able to bounce back and, and start to get the numbers. But I'm starting to get a little leery as far as Oh, a tight end in New Orleans. He has to do well. Yeah, well, I still think Kobe Fleener has has athletic. I think that he has a chance to bounce back here. And if he gets eight targets every week, he's going to find the end zone. It's inevitable. Well, you would think so, but, I mean, we'll find out. Pigskin, pick em, Atlanta or New Orleans. Give me the home team. Give me the Saints. Yeah, I took the Saints. All right, at least at – least Give me okay, so we can differ on one thing without having to go out of our way to do it. Pick a final score for me. Let's get a tiebreaker here. Well, we have the tiebreaker. We picked one game different. So no, 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 no. I mean, give me a final score. Falcons at Saints. What's your final score tiebreaker? Not, not the. I change it just so we can be different. All right, so you want me to go back to Pittsburgh? We'll just go sixteen for sixteen. Go back to the way I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know what your picks actually were, and you said you weren't even sure. You just kind of changed. Yeah, I on forget. The fly. Well, I forget what my bowl, for the bowling league was. So just but, for fun, let's do a tiebreaker. What is your final score? Because I have mine right in front of me here. I have New Orleans thirty-four to twenty-four. Okay, we got something different. I have New Orleans twenty-seven to twenty-four. So there <laughs> the we go. <laughs> and we're exactly the same on Atlanta. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest, everybody, we do not discuss our picks before these podcasts. We don't know what the other guy chose or why. And yeah, there's it's crazy that we pick so many the same. You bastard. Uh, <laughs> With that and and the similarities of the week, we will end this podcast here. Once again, you can check out our full rankings at w2mnet.com. Those are up now. Sean sent me the message as we recorded that those have been posted. So check out all of those as well as the power rankings, the college top 25s. Our pick should be up on Friday or Saturday and everything else that goes on at w2mnet.com it's a wonderful site that just continues to improve um epic designs got the the featured section up which looks great uh i was a little upset at first because he said it was up and i looked and it looked awful and he's like no you have to refresh it and i did and it looks amazing so those guys did a wonderful job on that and they just continue to improve the site every single day so check out the site and, and watch it grow yeah, thanks a lot, Epic Design Labs, obviously, for for continuing to build on the W2Mnet.com website and uh, give those guys a call if you need a website out there, folks, because they do great work. And W2Mnet.com has all of our information, everything you want to find, fantasy rankings and our you know wrestling stuff, whatever it is that you're looking for, entertainment. Uh, video games. We've got lots of stuff there for you to check out. So yeah, go to w2mnet.com and, and take a look. And also check out the Facebook page. 
Uh, like this podcast on Spreaker and YouTube and everywhere else that you find it. Leave ratings and comments. It just it only helps us reach other people. And also, if you have things that you feel that we should change or start talking a bit more of or talk a bit less of or stop agreeing on every pick that we do, uh, also leave <laughs> comments on that as well. But that will do it for this week. We will see you on Monday as we react to everything that happened on week three. Enjoy your football, people, and enjoy your weekend. 